I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and this is Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, let's spend a little bit of time discussing the Hall of Fame game between the Dallas Cowboys and Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if a second ago I said discussing or disgusting, but I meant to say discuss, no matter what I said. So anyway, I stand corrected, just in case. Let's discuss the Cowboys and Steelers in the Hall of Fame game. Well, first things first, really, I really... (laughs) Not bothered the fact that we lost the game. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers certainly had a second half that we didn't have. And, of course, I'm already seeing some haters already starting to hate. I'm like, okay. The fact that in the second half, our third stringers, our fourth stringers got beaten. Okay. Cool. You want to celebrate that? Fine. Go ahead. Whatever. But anyway... The first thing I want to talk about is Micah Parsons because... We already saw something magical from him, didn't we? Briefly played, like I assumed he would. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to go on record. I really didn't expect him to play this game, but, you know, I guess Mike McCarthy, the head coach, decided, let's get him Let's get him something. He's been waiting for this. He earned, he's earned it. Let's let him do something. Let's give Cowboy Nation a spark of hope as far as Micah Parsons go, and a spark of hope is what we indeed got. So Michael Parsons, in his brief playing time today, three tackles and one fumble recovery. <laughs> well, that certainly didn't take long because as soon as <laughs> the ball was recovered, I mean, I actually, uh, when I was watching the game, I got up just for a second to uh, pour myself uh, an ice cold drink. It was soda, just so everybody knows. It wasn't beer. I just hear the announcer saying, oh, the ball is loose, the ball is loose. Of course, I turn around, I see all the, I see this, big pile of players I see a couple of Cowboys players signaling that it's their ball and then indeed it was our ball and of course who other than Micah Parsons absolutely amazing and so and you know it wasn't just that but I had seen the way Micah Parsons was moving around the during these plays the way he was set I mean wow this is just, you know, and we haven't even seen anything yet. I mean, it's going to be, even after this year, if Micah Parsons has an amazing year, rookie of the year, defensive player of the rookie of the year, hopefully, we hadn't seen anything yet even by then. I mean, even after a year, as amazing of the year he has, it's he's only just getting started. That'll be the, that'll be the words I have to say about it. But anyway... So the bottom line is, as far as Micah Parsons goes, ladies and gentlemen, he wasted no time. So far, so good. The excitement is building, and I feel like the excitement is only going to get better and better and better. No, not surprisingly, Ezekiel Elliott didn't play. He was there, though, but he didn't play. He actually gave it. He was actually interviewed, and he actually spoke about how he he was able to get in good shape because we have noticed he's leaner. He's he's in great shape. He admitted, you know, he, he ate cleaner. He actually lost 10 pounds. So, and he said that he took on a regimen. He trained more. He ate healthier. And and he, in that interview, I noticed something that he's he was passion. 
he was, you know, answering the question, and he was answering in a professional manner. So I noticed that Ezekiel Elliott's behavior has changed so far. I mean, we'll have to wait and see how how it goes, but but we have to give Ezekiel credit for one thing. I mean, me, me specifically because I was so disappointed in the horrible season he had last year. But I mean, I'm I, I mean, I'm I'm telling you, I mean, he's in good shape and it's good, and 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 I just can't wait to see what he's got to offer. Of course, in his case. I do plan actually doing an episode on, on my expectations for him, but here's a little preview of that is he needs to be in shape. He needs to hopefully, you know, he's worked on being able to handle the ball better because, you know, the fumbles were a huge problem last year for the guy. So that's something that we need to see improve, but Zeke Yellett's going to need the offensive line. He's going to need a healthy offensive line to do their job for him because I've said this countless times. It's not a one-man effort. It is a team effort. For one guy to do his job, somebody else has to do their job. Everybody's going to do their job. You win as a team. You work as a team. You train as a team. You live as a team. Your family, treat each other with respect. Put your trust in somebody else. Trust each other. Be on the same page. Do your job. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to pay off, my friends. I got to talk about Nishan Wright. You know, unfortunately, Nashawn Wright. When we drafted him, Nashawn's Nashawn's excuse me, Nashawn Wright is a guy that all these Cowboy fans were literally shitting all over because they apparently had no faith in the guy. And I said, "Look, guys, let's give the man a chance. Why are we Why are we being so judgmental just like that? Okay, Nashawn Wright deserves a chance just like everybody else. Okay, he's not a perfect guy. There's no need to shit on him that way." Let's have faith in the boy. I mean, I've been told, like, based on the, on the criticism from last year and me not having any more faith, you know, me, me doubting too much, maybe I need to be a bit more positive. And I think everybody else needs to. Cowboys Nations, we need to have more faith. Let's try to be more positive than negative, despite the fact that lately it's been hard being a Cowboys fan. But let's think of it. In life, when, when, when most people were saying those things about Nashawn Wright, how they had no faith in him, like, Telling him that he's not going to make, like, you know, he's not good enough. Look, that hurts me personally because when I was a kid, you know, you know, part of the story, basically through kindergarten through third grade, being verbally abused being by teachers, being bullied at school mercilessly, being told every day I was worthless, I would never succeed in life, I would never amount to anything. That's what that reminds me of. When people shit on the guy just like that, it, it reminds me of that. So it puts me through pain, so... So we just have to wait. Look, I mean, obviously today he did have a play where he got torched, and he did he did make a couple of the plays where he improved on. It. You know, did some coverage. He he had four tackles, uh, one assist, and another like that. But look, we gotta have more faith, and you know, let's not judge too much. Look, everybody's gonna make mistakes, okay? Even the smartest players, even the superstar players, look, everybody makes mistakes. So, but the bottom line is. Right, we'd have to wait till the preseason. If he unfortunately doesn't make the team, well, I mean, it's tough luck, but, you know, like I said, let's see what the guy's got. I mean, he made a couple of mistakes today, but let's see what he can do in the rest of the games, and then when it's all said and done, it'll work itself out, I promise. And I didn't mean to get too personal on that, but it's just, you know, when, when people, when a guy gets drafted, and even though he's a guy that nobody really knows much about, look, there's, there's no need to... Go out there and say, oh, he's worthless and this like that. Because, you know, for me, that hurts me personally. Because, again, you know, this is from personal experience. I have been told by my own teachers at a certain part of my life that I was worthless. I would never amount to anything in life. So, yeah. There's no need to take that behavior. You always got to have faith in somebody. 
Okay, because in life, everybody has goals and dreams. It's not just for themselves. It's to take care of their families and friends, too. So let's be more positive, folks. Let's be let's be more positive than negative. It's about, you know, a positive vibe because negative vibes really, really, they really affect us big time. I mean, it affects everybody more than you think. So moving on. I mean, look at all these names of these Cowboys. So these players I've never even heard of. And, you know, and I'm just happy these guys have the chance. You know, the fact that, you know, so far in training camp, you know, they've been good, you know, keep their spot. You know, everybody's going to have to earn their spot. And I'm lo looking at the rushing game. And, you know, Rico, Rico Dowdle, I actually, I was actually impressed with the guy. Eight carries for 43 yards, average, five four yards a carry. Really impressed with this guy. You know, Tony Pollard briefly played, only had two carries for nine yards, so... I really believe, you know, this Rico Dowdle, the way he was playing, he really is showing potential to become the third string uh, running back. Or hell, maybe he maybe he could. He could become the second because we all know Ezekiel Elliott's going to be the starter. So I guess right now it's competition. Who's going to be Ezekiel Elliott's backup? Obviously, Tony Pollard is the guy that everybody believes. But, but like I said, you know, you know other players like Brendan Knox... Jaquan Hardy, a dude named Siho Alanulua. And some of these names are just so freaking hard to pronounce. But, you know, the running game showed some promise, especially in the first half. Um, unfortunately, the, the second half of the Cowboys was not good at all. There was actually a play where wide receiver Malik Turner made a spectacular catch on on a fourth down on a fourth down and long. Unfortunately, he couldn't hold on to the ball and the Steelers recovered. But not long after, he had, he had another amazing play to make up for that certain mistake. So so Malik Turner on the wide receiver core, I, I, I was really impressed. Four catches, 47 yards. A dude named Aaron Parker had two catches for 39 yards. Cedric Wilson, two catches for 29 yards. So, you know, looking, look at, you know, Dalton Schultz actually had one catch for 15 yards. And Noah Brown also briefly played, and so did Simi Fihoko, but... Didn't see too much out of them, and I'm really hoping we can see more throughout the rest of the preseason. And I actually have no doubt that we will. So it's you know it's one game of the preseason. It's the Hall of Fame game. I expect in the next games we're probably going to see that the second stringers get more time because we got to see who the backups are going to be. So I mean, for a lot of football fans, the third and fourth stringers are to very little interest. But but for me, I want to see who's good enough to make the team. It's about the entire team because the 53-man roster. Those players, the names have, are earned. I mean, whoever makes the 53-man roster have, they have earned it. So, anyway. And I want to get to the passing game. All right, all right, all right. Well, Garrett Gilbert, sorry, was the first quarterback to play. And I can't say I'm surprised that he, but he, that he was impressive. Nine for 13, 104 yards. You know, for a long time I've been saying Garrett Gilbert should be the backup. And Cooper Rush came in, and Cooper Rush, amazing as well, unbelievable. So, right now, if three if three quarterbacks make the team, obviously it's going to be Dak Prescott, Garrett Gilbert, and Cooper Rush. <laughs> as far as Ben DiNucci goes, well, I really don't want to put the man down because you know I want him to succeed as well, but. If the Cowboys decide to have three quarterbacks, then the Ben Ben DiNucci couldn't end up on the practice squad. But you know Ben DiNucci was able to complete a couple of passes, but he did have an interception. 
as far as Ben DiNucci goes, we all remember last year how the game Cowboys at Philadelphia, how he he came in. Cowboys had no offensive line. You know, the offense couldn't spark anything. Ben DiNucci was just literally left out there. A, a dude with a stick in one hand and a stone in the other, thrown into the wild, gonna fight the go, go fight a pack of wolves all by himself. And that was Ben DiNucci, so. But as far as DiNucci goes, you know, he didn't have the best performance, but, you know, let, let's give it more time. Uh, on the positive side, you know, he, he rushed twice, you know, had 34 yards on rushing, so that was good, but... But but also for for Danucci, not every incompletion was on him. There was a, actually a couple of passes that he that, a couple of throws that he made that were actually pretty good, but the wide receiver was just unable to, uh, you know, to do their part. So, but right now the way I see it, Garrett Gilbert's definitely going to be Dak Prescott's backup. I certainly would love to see Garrett Gilbert a bit and play more. I'm I'm sure in the next game he's going to get more playing time, but um. Anyway, not that part done, but as far as the defense goes, I mean, the defense did have a couple of mistakes. The defense was unable to uh, register a sack or force a turnover. Never mind, I'm sorry, they actually did force a turnover for a second. I forgot, that's right. It was Micah Parsons who recovered the fumble, but anyway. It's, you know, the opening game, you know, most of those, like I said, most of the big, you know, the big names, the guys, the starters, of course, the first game of the preseason, you can't expect them to play much, but... Man, I'm looking at the stats. <laughs> Cowboys had 347 total yards, 238 passing yards, over 100 yards rushing. They were very good, you know. 19 first downs. <laughs> actually, as a matter of fact, actually one Cowboy, yeah, one Cowboys player did get a sack. Actually, so I was actually mistaken. Sorry about that. The Cowboys, you know, had two fumbles. You know, one, you know, three turnovers in this game, but yeah. Well, it's a preseason game, so there's there's really no need to uh, go into panic mode, and I'm sure things are gonna get better, and I really gotta keep my eye out. So, but right now the guys, you know, the, the potential make the team so far, Rico Dowdle really is, you know, a guy who's who's obviously he's off to a good start. So, uh, in his case, along with Malik Turner, you know, several other guys, you know, keep up the good work. So. <laughs> So I'm going to the game next week. Well, technically it's not next week. The, the Cowboys' next game is going to be Friday, August 13th. They'll be traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Well, I guess in this game someone asked me, uh, is Kyler Murray going to get a couple of snaps? Well, maybe. <laughs> of course, it's going to be brief. But in this game, I still don't expect Dak Prescott to play. As a matter of fact, speaking of Dak Prescott, he was actually interviewed during halftime and gave a great interview he says he's feeling great, and he's really excited for the season. So, I see. I, I saw. The, I saw a lot of things in Dak Prescott during that interview. I saw motivation. I saw concentration. I saw commitment. I saw dedication. Let's not forget, Dak Prescott got paid, so he's under pressure. But it seems like, with the more responsibilities, with all the potential, you know, he's really putting himself through that kind of dedication because he wants to really make things right. He knows that a lot of Cowboy fans have not been too impressed with him. I mean, look, the stats and everything are impressive, but I don't want to go too deep into details as far as, as far as garbage time stats, this and that, things from last year, even some of the things Wiley, the Venomous, a.k.a. the Venomous Terry and I have said, look, all that was last year. You know, it, this is a new day. It's a new year. Let's focus on that. Let's keep everything from last year, you know. Let's, 
Let's worry about the future rather than the past. So, but anyway, going back to the interview, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, this Dak Prescott looks more motivated than ever. Okay, again, but I can I can only hope he can stay healthy. That he's got his offensive line. You know, I'm not gonna go through everything I said last time because y'all y'all know what I'm saying. But the bottom line is, seeing that interview, I had never seen Dak Prescott be the way he had, he was in that interview before. And I had never seen that Dak Prescott before because of it's. I would say, like, from what happened last year, that nasty ankle injury, and the fact that he was able to recover, rehab, successfully rehab through it, and come back better than ever, you know, that that means something. So, obviously, that's helped him get motivated better. So, based on the interview, even though it was short and sweet, it made me more and more excited to see Dak Prescott. And I'm like, wow, I mean, I'm impatient now. Now I want to, I want the regular season to arrive. But we all know that wouldn't do too much good because, you know, he still has to heal. So he has to heal, you know, with the shoulder strain. And he insists he's feeling fine, nothing to worry about. So, well, if he's that confident, then perhaps, you know, I should take his word for it. So, I mean, lately there have been no stories about a possible setback or anything. So there's that. So as far as a game against Arizona... Is the question on some on many minds is uh, the game's actually uh, seven days from now. Is is he gonna travel travel for that game? Well, that's a good one. That's a good question. I would I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. But that's def- But because because I know for I'm I'm already gonna call it. I really don't. I don't think he's gonna play in that game. Even if he tra- I mean if he travels and he's there in the sideline, then great because. His presence and you know leadership skills and you know him being there for his teammates is certainly gonna help. So, but I I don't expect him to. I expect Gilbert to start, and then we'll we'll see a a session of Cooper, Cooper Rush, and then I would I would I would assume that Ben DiNucci is gonna play the entire the entire second half. So, and the same thing with Houston. You know after that you know August twenty first the the Houston Texans will be in Arlington. The final two preseason games, as a matter of fact, are in Arlington. For the final one, August 29th, it's actually going to be a noon game. That's actually pretty. That's actually pretty interesting. I, you know, <laughs> you can refresh my memory or you can let me know, but I do not remember ever being a preseason game at noon. <laughs> but anyway, which will which will be the final one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But so far, even though we didn't win the first game, we kind of got our butts kicked in the second half. But that's because it was the third and fourth stringers. You know, I'm not concerned. I was actually happy that football was finally back. I actually did have fun watching this game. So, I was just super grateful that, that football was back. And, and a, lot, a lot of people were in. My man, Anderson Picard, who, by the way, is a very, very important guy. And I'm going to tell you all why in a second. You know, I have I have to let you guys know. I have to I have to introduce you guys to Anderson. But anyway, because he was actually kind of doing some updates and things, and that's where I really so much respect about this guy. He was so driven, so dedicated to sports reporting. I mean, Anderson Picard, ladies and gentlemen, much like Wiley, aka the Venomous Dare, Anderson is a certified and unique baseball expert. I mean, he and Wiley would get along famously when it comes to baseball discussions. I mean, as a matter of fact. I would tell Wiley, dude, you and Anderson, if you guys had your own baseball show, it would be a hit. An instant classic. It would be huge. So anyway, but, and you know, and Anderson's actually the dude who recruited me to primetime sports talk. And believe it or not, Anderson gave me a chance that saved me. 
and I, you know, details. I, we can go that on another time, but uh, but Anderson, thank you for the for all providing all these updates. You know, I, I really appreciate everything you do. So, you know, and the bottom line is because the reason why I bring him up is he was super excited for football to be back. I mean, based on his tweets and everything, I mean, you can hear the excitement, the passion, and just like me, he was like, "Football's back." I'm gonna sit back and enjoy, uh, sit back and relax. And I'm gonna enjoy the game, but of course, I'm gonna do my job at the same time, you know, as I'm doing right now. But uh, it was just good to see, you know, everybody else that I care about, some other people, some other loyal listeners, some other fellow writers. It was good to see everybody being happy that football was back, and that really warmed my heart. So, anyway, so final score between Dallas and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had 16 points. Cowboys held to only three. Well. No big deal. It was still an exciting game. Still saw some positive things. I mean, that's it's the preseason, so yeah, there's that. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. Help out them Cowboys! <laughs>